Welcome to The Trip Podcast. The Trip interviews inspiring travel bloggers and influencers on their most recent trips around the world. Think of this podcast as the ultimate audio travel guide to your favorite destinations with insider tips and recommendations. Today's podcast is on Bali, Indonesia, a destination on everyone's bucket list. We'll be speaking with Tara, an influencer and blogger from the site League Travels. Tara and her husband left New York a little over a year ago and are now based in Bali, where they travel around the world. After taking one look at her Instagram, it's clear she's a go-to expert on where to stay, eat, see, and find all the other hidden gems throughout the island. Tara, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Can we start off with a bit about you, when and how you started blogging? Yes. Um, Thanks so much for having me. Um, So I started my blog back in the summer of 2015. Um, It started as just, um, it started as a fashion blog, really, because I worked in New York City at the time as a fit model. And so I was um, really interested in fashion and started doing my a fashion blog. And then now has turned more into fashion and travel as well. Um, since moving to Bali last year. That's amazing. And so you've been living in Bali for one year? Yes. So my husband and I, we um, were living in New York, married there for four years, and then we decided last year to move to Bali. And so we've been based in Bali full-time this year and then traveling from Bali. Wow. What a great place to live. I'm jealous. I'm in Toronto, so it's freezing <laughs> cold right now. So Bali, Bali oh sounds great. <laughs> um <laughs> So Tara, I've actually never been to Bali before. I've obviously seen a ton of pictures of it. It's on my bucket list. Can you tell our listeners a little overview of Bali? How long you would recommend going for and the best time to go? Yes, so Bali is amazing. Um, All the pictures you see everywhere on Instagram don't even really do it justice. It's incredible. Um, I think Bali is a, a unique place that you can really visit at any time of year, and it's awesome. There is a rainy season and a dry season, so that's definitely something to keep in mind, especially if you don't want to spend your holiday fully in the rain because it does get very wet. Um, so rainy season is around November until March, I would say. Um, March and November are mild, but it definitely gets super rainy in there. And then the best time I would think to visit is anywhere between April and October. Okay, great. So, um, yeah, those are definitely the best times. And as far as time frame, I would say you could do a shorter trip to Bali, maybe like five to seven days, but I would definitely recommend at least a week. Okay, especially if you're traveling from North America where the the flights take forever and are very expensive. Um, Exactly, yeah. You need like days to consider being jet-lagged and travel days. So yeah, I would say nothing shorter than a week, especially coming from all the way from North America. Yeah. So if someone who has never been to Bali asked you to design a quick itinerary itinerary of their time, what areas would you recommend and how many days should they stay there? I'll ask you specifically about hotels and restaurants after, um, just a quick okay. overview of, yeah, of days. Cool. Cool. So actually it's funny, we have some friends coming to visit us and we are kind of giving them the full tour of Bali. So I am in Bali tour mode. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) So it'll be easy to at least think about what we've already decided as the most important spots to show our friends. So we live in the area called Changu, um, which is on the coast. And um, it's 
touristy in a way, but there's a lot of expats that live here, and it's a really cool area of town and very westernized in a way as well. Um, I definitely would recommend Changu. We're biased because we live here, but it's also just really cool, really cool yeah. like surf area. Um, so Changu Seminyak, I would say definitely that's where all the cool cafes are. Um, lots of all the coffee shops and Instagrammable spots and cafes is definitely in this area and it's right along the beach. So it's great sunsets and on the West coast. Um, yeah, so it's just amazing. And then, um, so definitely a few days, maybe at least three days in Changu Seminyak. And then I would say Ubud for sure. That's like the heart of Bali. It feels like the most, um, it's like the most, I don't even know how to describe it. Authentic Bali spot, okay, yeah. I would say, is in Ubud. Um, it's like jungle vibe. So in Changu Seminyak, you'll have beach. And then in Ubud, you would have jungle and much more spacious. And even though it can be touristy, like in the heart of Ubud, you are you feel it's so spread out. So you feel like you're on this vacation alone. No one's around because you're in the middle of the jungle. So it's amazing. Um, so I would say a couple days there as well. I think depending on your personality, if you rather the beach or you rather the jungle, then that can fluctuate, but at least two to three days in either one of those. And then if you have the time, um, then I would recommend taking either a day or a couple day trip to the Nusas. So doing Nusa Panita, um, there's such great day trips that you can do even just for literally one day to Nusa Panita and hit up all the spots if you care to see all of those um, iconic spots like that dinosaur head island and all of that stuff oh, cool so yeah if you can do more exploring then I would say definitely branch out to the nooses and what specific hotels or airbnbs would you recommend to traveler say for a budget mid-range and luxury traveler um for budget you can get by with anything on airbnb like guest houses or things like that uh, especially in Changu, there's so many guest houses. We actually stayed for a while when we first moved to Bali in one called Rimba Bird. Um, and it's really affordable. I think it's like 20, 20 or $23 US dollars oh, a wow. night. And super, it's nice, it's clean. Someone cleans your room every day. And it's just your basic, it's just a bedroom basically, but it's um, multiple rooms. So, there's a lot of people that stay there and then there's a shared pool and a shared kitchen, but you have your own bathroom and it's definitely, it's not really like a hostel, not like a shared room, but it is a shared living space. So in that way, I guess it's like a hostel, but just an average guest house for a budget. And then if you're looking for something more, um, luxurious, I would say there's a really beautiful hotel called the slow, um, in Changu. That's, really, really stunning, very minimal and um, like minimalistic style and really close to the ocean and really cool rooms. Um, so yeah, that's if you're up for spending a bit more money, then that would be totally worth your stay. The splurge? Okay. Yes, and absolutely. I'll link to all of those in the show notes for our listeners. Cool. Um, so if you had one day in Bali with all of your favorite friends and family, what excursion would you absolutely plan for them or book for them? Oh, man. Okay, that's a tricky one. <laughs> so Bali is a really unique place because you can book a driver for a day, and it's really affordable. It's so like 40 to 50 US dollars wow. a day to go anywhere for like 12 hours. 
So I would say it would be a day trip somewhere up north. So going through Ubud, um, making sure to do monkey forest, um, to go along like the rice terraces and waterfalls. You can do all those in one day with one driver. Um, and they're not super far from each other. So it's definitely, it's definitely possible to do that in one day. So I would say that would be the number one thing. Cause you get such variety with the monkey forest and waterfalls and then seeing the rice terraces, which are just stunning. So I think that would be, uh, that would be it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Um, are there any other activities that you would recommend on the Island? And is there anything that's completely overrated that you wouldn't recommend? Um, I think there's a lot of different spots that people go to that they see on Instagram and they want to take their picture there. Like, for example, the Bali swing, Mm -hmm. like something like that is like a spot that everyone goes to. Um, it's probably different than you imagine it. All the pictures make it look like you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're the only one (laughs) and it's just you and nature having a moment. But it actually, it's really touristy. You have to pay quite a lot of money. I'm trying to remember the price. We did it when we first got here, and we were shocked. I think it was like $20. Oh, wow. For, yeah. Or maybe, actually, I think it was $30. We did the Bali Swing, which is like the most popular one. Mm-hmm. And I think it was $30 for like, because they have multiple swings. And so it, our ticket was like the unlimited one. You can get on any swing for any amount of time or like as many times as you want all day for $30. So we bought that one and we were like, what are we doing? And it was long lines and it was kind of crazy. Wow. Um, There's some local that's probably just laughing, eh? (laughs) Making so much money. (laughs) For sure. We definitely got some really cool shots. So if you are in it just for the shot, then okay. But it's definitely one of those those experiences that you should just know that, okay, I'm doing this, but I know it's going to be really touristy Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to be alone. But yeah, I think that's one of those those Bali spots. Um, okay. So that's my next question. Let's talk about something that you're obviously very good at Instagrammable spots in Bali and taking photos and everything else. Can you touch on some of your tips and best spots within the Island? Um, I would say we always tend to try and shoot if we're doing anything like nature. Um, definitely sunrise is the best because you're able to beat any and all crowds for the most part, especially for somewhere like Tagalog, which is absolutely beautiful rice terraces and everyone wants to shoot there. So if you don't get there at sunrise, you will have tons of people in your photos. (laughs) But if you do, it's so big that even if there are other people there doing the same thing as you, you have enough space to find your own, you know, your own spot and explore. And it feels like you're there completely alone. It's amazing. So yeah, we tend to stick around to stick to sunrise shoots. Um, sunset is beautiful in Bali, but unfortunately it's always super crowded anywhere you go mm-hmm. for the most part. We actually did recently, um, we were shooting at, it's called um, Yang Yang Beach in Uluwatu, and we were one of the only people there. So that was amazing. So I think there's, sometimes you get lucky with sunset, but I think sunrise is the best bet to get the best photos. Okay, great. Um, and so let's move on to my favorite topic, restaurants and food. What are your top three (laughs) picks of absolute can't miss restaurants travelers should definitely check out? Oh my gosh. So (laughs) I have the restaurant list could go on and on in Bali because there are so many amazing ones. You said how many? Um, You can do five. Let's do five. Five? And we'll link them all in the show notes. Okay. Amazing. 
So we, my husband and I are breakfast people. So we go to breakfast every day somewhere. We have our favorites that we go to often, but we try and find new spots often as well. But our number one favorite is Crate. Um, It's so good. It's kind of like an Aussie cafe. The owner is Australian and she's always around and you can always meet her there. She's super nice and friendly, but all the food is to die for. And it's really large portions, which I love. Um, and it's crowded, so you kind of have to fight for a table when you finally yeah. see one available, <laughs> but, um, but the food is amazing and it's worth the wait and everything is really affordable. So what, what that's you, awesome. And when you say affordable, sorry. sorry, um, how much would that be? Um, okay. So it's 55,000 rupiah, which is about, what is that in us dollar? Let me see. Um, where's my calculator? <laughs> IDR to USD. I think it's like $4. What? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. One, one, two, three. Yeah, no, it's $3.63. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so pretty much everything on the menu is 55K, which is, yeah, 55K IDR is $3.63. U.S. dollars, so it's very affordable, (laughs) and it's like the beautiful dishes that you see all over Instagram, like gorgeous smoothie bowls or this beautiful avocado toast with feta cheese and tomato and fresh salmon, like that. Uh, You pay twenty (laughs) five dollars in Toronto for that. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that's our number one favorite, and there's a lot of similar type of places like that that we love, like Australian cafes. Another one that we love is called Shady Shack, and um, that one has my favorite smoothie bowl, which is the Cacao Dreams. It's so good. It's basically, I mean, it can't be good for you at all, and I'm sure, sure it's all sugar, <laughs> but it is amazing. Um, and another favorite, I would say one of our favorite dinner spots, is a place called Musubi, and it's fairly new, actually. It's Japanese, and they have a sushi burger, which sounds crazy, but it's Basic, well, I always get the tofu sushi burger, which is tofu, and then it has rice that's fried. So kind of, to me, it looks like hash browns, but it's like rice, fried rice cakes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then it's like wrapped in seaweed. So it's like actual sushi looking, but it's huge, like a burger. It's amazing. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I have to take a look at that online. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, and that, let me see, I'm finding the calculations. So that is under $5 five us dollars wow that's well. i can't yeah. get over that <laughs> it's 494 <laughs> it's crazy wow yeah so um that one's awesome so that's masubi um another one of our favorites is also new and we've already been there like four times they just opened like september 1st <laughs> but it's called bali bola and it's in seminyak and they have they call it a flexitarian menu so they focus mostly on vegetarian but they also have stuff for um well they don't I don't think they actually have meat but they have fish so they call it a flexitarian style menu so they do fish and veggies but everything is super well done and it's such a unique cafe the interior is really beautiful and like fun quirky designs you can tell just by how well kept up the cafe is that they pay such close attention to detail in the food as well it's amazing. So we love that one too. Okay, so so yeah, are, I guess I said, 
Crate, Shady Shack, Masubi, Volleybola. And then one that's my favorite in Ubud is called um, Cyan House. Mm-hmm. And it's like a Japanese Latin fusion restaurant. And it has the most spectacular view of the rice terraces. And it feels like you're just eating this beautiful meal out in the middle of the jungle. It's amazing. Wow. So if I'm in Ubud, we always have to make a stop there. And do you have, like, if you had one night with all of your friends and family again, what, and you wanted to party, what bar would you recommend going to? What's your favorite bar? Our favorite bar, so there's this place called Fat Mermaid. It's also pretty new. There's always I love these names. These are so (laughs) creative. (laughs) Yeah, they're funny. It's so funny. All of these people are so creative. But yeah, it's called Fat Mermaid and it's awesome. They have live music every, I think it's every Friday and Saturday night. And it's like local artists who come and it's really cool. Sorry, there's a dog barking. No, I don't know if that's you can hear fine. It. That's fine. It's happened before to me. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Probably going to hear that. Um, yeah, so it's awesome. They have live music on Friday and Saturday nights and it's always local artists and it's just great. They have two for one cocktails a lot of times and they have great food too. So it's one of our, I think that'd be probably my number one favorite bar. Um, right. What are your favorite uh, or recommended travel resources or apps for traveling to Bali that travelers should check out before they go? Um, I would say, I mean, I plan almost all of our travels are always through Instagram, just finding obviously photos that you want to recreate or places you want to see or cafes. You can look at so many menus now, even in Bali, people use Instagram so much restaurants and businesses that they put their menus on their Instagram. A lot of them, even places to get your nails done or hair done or whatever are on Instagram. So I think you can find a lot just with that. And then Um, There's also an app called Gojek, Mm -hmm. which we use for transportation a lot of times. Um, So I don't think you would need to download it before getting here, but it would be nice to know about when you're here because if you take a local taxi, you'll spend a lot more money than if you use a Gojek. So Gojek, you can either hire somebody to drive you with a car or you can ride on the back of someone's bike, which is completely safe Mm -hmm. and fine. Um, they have a helmet for you and they wear a jacket. So, you know, it's basically like Uber, but on a motorbike because so everyone cool. drives motorbikes <laughs> around here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but Gojek is awesome. It reminds me of Seamless too in the States because you can order food. So it's called like Go Food. And if you want to order in, you can order Go Food or you can even Go Send if you need to drop something off somewhere and you don't have time or whatever. Then, so it's like yeah, Uber Eats. It's amazing. Uber Eats, Uber. Yes, Uber exactly. Bali. It is it is Bali's Uber. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And again, I'll, I'll yeah. put a link to that in the show notes. Cool. Perfect. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> Do you have any um, safety uh, notes on safety um, or traveling around? Like what is there any areas that you would avoid as a tourist because they are unsafe? Um, to be honest, not really. I think for the most part, I've never really felt unsafe in Bali. Um Everyone here is super friendly. I think as soon as you land, you realize like, oh, people are super friendly, super smiley. They seem like they're always in a good mood. They're super laid back. Um, So there's never been any area that I've been in that I thought, oh, I feel, you know, I feel like I don't ever want to come back to this place again or Mm -hmm. this feels uncomfortable. I think the biggest 
safety issue for tourists. I think before coming here is a lot of people um, do rent motorbikes themselves, which is awesome and cool if you are comfortable driving them. But um, yeah, people definitely just abuse that and drink and drive and get in a lot of accidents. So a lot of times at the airport, you'll see people who are have a, their leg wrapped up or oh, bandages no. because they've fallen off their bike or you just see them on the road who, you know, they fall over on their bike yeah. or they fall into the rice terraces because the roads here are um, not fully, like, not, not very like well the US. developed. Yeah, and so there's, like, some roads that they call, like, shortcut roads that are just made with, like, basically bricks and they're, like, some of them are gone and so it's easy to just fall over if you're not familiar mm-hmm. with the roads. So... I mean, if you're comfortable, for sure, rent a motorbike is the best way to explore Bali. But if you're not, then I would say either use Gojek or you can hire drivers for the day. There's a lot of other ways to get around if you don't feel comfortable. But yeah. Now, I might be putting on the spot, but before we wrap up, I wanted to speak about responsible tourism in Bali. Obviously, the island is super sensitive to mass tourism, and us as travelers can make a huge difference in their future. Do you have any advice on what travelers can do or should do while they're visiting to help support the sustainability of of Bali? Um, I would say just be mindful. I think a lot of times people come here, and it's extremely eye-opening because you you notice things a lot more than you would in a first world, you know, it's mm-hmm. third world country. So you, oh, there's trash everywhere or why is there trash on the beach? And it can be really discouraging. But I think it's amazing because a lot of people are who are locals who are doing a lot to try and change that. And I think that doesn't often get highlighted as much as the problems do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a company called Bye Bye Plastic. Actually, is it called Bye Bye Plastic Bags? Let me see. Bye Bye Plastic. Bye Bye Plastic or Bye Bye Plastic Bags? My internet is being extremely oh. slow. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'd rather you get it right than me say something yeah. else. <laughs> No worries. Yeah, so there's an organization called Bye Bye Plastic Bags, and um, it actually started by these two teenage, I think there are two teenage girls, they were in high school, and they basically started this initiative, and they have been doing um, so many different things to bring awareness to the obvious obvious plastic issue in Bali, and I just heard, which I'm not for sure that this is true, but I just heard that beginning January 2019, um, Bali will no longer be able to use plastic bags. Like when you purchase something at the grocery store or anything, they will not give you plastic bags anymore. Oh, that's so good to hear. Amazing. Yeah. And there's tons of cafes too, even at some places that we've gone to before that they use plastic straws. Now they only use paper. And I think even in this last year... Yeah, even in the last year, there's been tons of changes that we've noticed like that where they don't even, you can't even find a plastic straw. It's like hard to find a plastic straw in a lot of these cafes. So I think it's it's really cool how people are, locals are becoming more aware of this issue and doing things to try and change it, which is awesome. So that concludes our travel guide to Bali. Tara, thanks so much for speaking with me today and providing our travelers with some great insider tips on traveling there. Make sure you head over to Tara's Instagram and follow her at 
Tara Michelle Rose, as well as subscribing to their travel blog, leaguetravels.com. A summary of these travel tips will be in the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. Oh,